0: You're with the Cricket Tragics. My name is Josh, and I'm joined by the cricketing professor, Mr. Alex Cameron, and fellow Cricket Tragic, Mr. Jack Ellis. So strap on your pads and follow us out into the middle. Gentlemen,
1: how are we? Very well, thanks. Thanks for inviting me.
2: No worries, Jack. It's good to see you, mate. Yeah, Jack, you've been on the top of the list for quite some time. Um, It's good to finally get you here, mate.
0: Yeah, so um, Fredo's away in Canada. So in case you're uh looking for him we're not missing him at all actually we uh we consider this a this is a much better company with Jack don't we <laughs> Sorry Fredo I didn't mean that Ah uh,
2: yeah Fredo's quite Fredo's quite sensitive so we probably <laughs> he, he doesn't take a joke very well but um but yeah we've got a big weekend Coming this weekend, the three of us are involved on the aggregate in two semifinals. Josh and I are playing for the Fat Cats against Pine Rivers. Is that right, Josh?
1: Pine Rivers, that's correct.
2: And uh, Jack, you are playing against...
1: Your best mates.
2: The, the charming fellows from uh, Albany Creek, yeah. <laughs> team that will remain nameless until now. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I have made reference to that team before. Maybe we'll just beep that out later.
1: <laughs> yeah, the team that did the undoable... Making Alex Cameron lose his temper.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's it is quite an achievement. He's pretty unflappable, <laughs> the uh cricketing professor. Yeah, it's, well um, it's hard to get him away from the statistics. He's uh it's
2: it's true. Um uh yeah, they did distract me from the numbers that day. And uh but actually what I wanted to ask you guys was uh going into this week, so both of you, who's gonna be the key player in our team this weekend, Josh? and in our semi. Fredo's gone, so who are we relying on? Yeah, well, as you point out, I think Pine
0: Rivers will be glad to see Frodo not show up on the day, considering what happened in round one. He hit 70 runs off about three overs or whatever it was. I think that at the moment, the team is fairly well balanced. If everyone performs to their potential, you know, I think we'll go good. It's hard to put a finger on who I think is the standout performer for us, although I can talk to form a little bit. Mayank's been in some pretty good form with the bat. Last couple of outings, he scored runs. I think Joey is bowling the best that I've ever seen him bowl, uh, and he's collecting the outside edge quite often at the moment. Dobbo, I would say, is bowling the best I've seen him bowl as well, and I think that's been a big part of why we've had a pretty good season so far.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I know who your key player is. Mm-hmm. It's a guy that called Myank, who's been in the form of his life playing for Fat Cats and for South, and has chosen the team he's played for a longer time, which unbelievable. But I'm definitely going to miss him and the professor this Sunday, that's for sure.
2: I think this is the time that we uh, we give a shout out to Lawrence from Warehouse for, um, <laughs> for, for creating all of these tensions between players. Yeah.
1: We're struggling between Mike and Alex. We knew in my team weren't playing if fact, Cats made the same reason we did as well. They were up front, but there's been a few last minute withdrawals, which means that myself and Fuji, the other captain, are short. And some of the excuses have been magnificent
0: brown paper bags mate
2: (laughs) let's be honest i don't care what you're doing (laughs) i I just want to i just want to rewind for a bit actually um mentioned um joey getting the outside edge quite a bit yeah i find that's really interesting with joey because you find very few bowlers at our level of the game who's game it is to try and get the outside edge. Like We tell everyone, just bowl the stops, because it's kind of hard for people to get the right line and the right length and to move the ball away to get the edge. But he does it really well, like yeah. amazingly. Yeah, Joey's like an actual cricketer. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, true,
1: true. I've played with some people that can bowl to get the edge. It's just that the people don't catch it. So they sort of, the old was a macram, whack our Yunus method of they could have got twice as many wickets if their slips could catch. So they just had to bowl in-swingers all the time hit the stumps.
0: Oh, that is a familiar story in the fact that <laughs> we've had that dynamic before. There's still a lot of balls that get edged over the slips down towards third man through the vacant gully region. That still happens a lot. But um,
2: no, we've been holding a few more lately. He's being a bit of a coy boy over here. He's a coy boy because he <laughs> did, took four on the weekend. Did you
0: like how <laughs> I was just subtly trying to segue into that?
2: <laughs>
0: anyway, um, that's all the first slip. All, yeah, four catches at first slip. It's oh, actually, yeah. four catches in one day is more catches than I've taken in four seasons. So <laughs> cricket is a funny
2: game. I wanted to get back to my original question, though, like, who do, who do I think is going to be the, um who's going to sort of uh, take the lead this week? Who, who are we looking for a big game from? And obviously, I didn't play last weekend, but I looked at the batting order and there was the familiar five or six dots, which indicates that the player is not being named, but then a little bracket with a C next, bracket i I'm saying, okay, so Tim That's has decided right. he's... He's opening the batting. I pushed him, actually. I put a little bit of pressure into well, I was, Timmy opening the batting. I think that's good. I think you should do the same this weekend. And to be honest, he's been fairly keen about practicing this week. He's been messaging me multiple times that when are we going to training? Yep. Is it available on Wednesday? So I think he might be getting into the sort of top gun mode. Oh, I think it's perfect. Picture the scenario.
0: we playing on Syntho. Timmy likes the ball coming on. Hmm. Gets his front foot forward very well. Drives on the up. Top of the order is probably not a bad spot for him, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, being serious now, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But look at looking at the scorecard. He would have been very happy with you pushing him to open with a two off three. He would have loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, Timmy. Yeah, he
0: um quite often is uh, batting middle of the order, not bowling.
1: The Alex Cameron special. That's right. Alex hides himself down the order.
2: Not anymore. Yeah, no, he's coming. Because uh, in summer, he's- my captain is sitting across from me. So he's, uh, I'd yeah. have no more decisions to make. <laughs> just- <laughs> well, you know what is interesting, I think, about
0: our podcast that we've done so far is that every single person who's been on it has been a captain in some capacity. True. Fredo at Turinga. I've done some for the Fat Cats. Alex, you've yeah. done some at South. Both you boys have done captaining at South. And I don't know, Jack, have you at McGregor as well? Just South?
1: Uh, just South. So I captained my school team like oh. ages ago. But has uh, Bab been a captain? I'd love to play in a team with him, Captain. Bav? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know.
1: Because so I was going to say, going back again to the original question, he's mm. my pick for my team's key player this yeah. Sunday. He's going to be the Bav, Bavulous man.
0: It's the spin of Bavs that you feel. And the batting. Uh, he's in bat.
1: phenomenal form. At the
0: bat. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say as well, yeah, his batting's
1: pretty handy too. And his fielding. He's always in cow corner.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned that. There was a game that Bav played with us two seasons ago, and we were on field six at Marchant, and he took this screamer of an outfield catch. Probably the best catch that anyone's taken on our team ever. And that's a, that's a statement. And if Fredo is this, he's going to be bleeding from the eyes because he took a screamer in the outfield two weeks. Th- yeah.
1: A couple of weeks, weeks ago, he, he yeah, told yeah. us about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But the one that Bav took was a sky ball and he was running towards the boundary and the ball was coming down over his shoulder and he, and he took it seemingly without looking. I was standing in near the pitch looking out there going, Bav's not even looking at the ball. I think he's just expecting it to go for six. And then it just sort of dropped over his shoulder and he cupped it in his hand. It was the most amazing thing i've ever seen
1: well i've seen some good ones this season prince lucky took a screamer at albany creek the original time when alex cameron had an incident he didn't cause the incident but <laughs> yeah that was fun and then the, alex himself was a victim of an unbelievable catch after batting very well at seventh brigade he was on about 30 or 40 and he picked the one fielder in the entire team that could actually catch the ball let alone sprint flat out over their shoulder, full length dive, after about running twenty meters and taking it like you know, shelling peas.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was a fairly good cat. He's a good bloke, actually. That's the guy Man. who played for um Redlands over the summer of a couple of games against us, namely Wallace. Good guy, good bat, good bowl, obviously. He's a but good player. cricketer. But the, the game that you're referring to were uh, you there at that day, Alex? I feel like maybe. Yeah, you. I was. Because that's the day I got my five for and that's also the Oh yes that, it was. Uh, that was uh Bab actually caught not the fifth the one. F- I might have been the fifth one actually. But that was also Bab's first game for the Fat Cats. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good introduction. Yeah, I was cool. like, let's get this bloke on a six figure contract. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you guys wanna keep wax uh, waxing lyrical about these this weekend's games or can we start grilling Jack about cricket?
2: Yeah, I mean, you. I think you want to do a bit of a profile on the man, sort of a cricketing snapshot of him, right? Yeah, I do have some questions. Okay, okay, just that sounds ominous. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of subtext buried behind that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just think you know my experience with Jack has uh, been a good one, and you know I
2: just want to get to know the man a little bit better. Well, to be fair, I did tell him the other day that you weren't playing. Not like look at this bastard he's not playing for us. I just said <laughs> I just I just I just It was said,
1: definitely like that.
2: you such a shit starer. All <laughs> I said was all I, all I did was I sent him a message. Oh, Evan suggested, said, Oh, uh, look, um, Josh is maybe not playing for us. He's uh, you know, thinking about uh Turingu, you know, he's got a lot of mates there and stuff. And then he goes starts going, Oh, look, um, you know, I'm gonna get straight into him about batting together and about all the partnerships and stuff. I'm like, Oh, just hold your horses, man. Yeah, but you're yeah. gonna raise this topic on the podcast, that'd be good.
1: <laughs> I, I only said that because every time I've seen Josh recently, he's brought up mm. our record together. And so I was just like, you can't do that and then leave me. Like,
2: I was looking forward.
1: Well, I don't know what the team's going to be like in summer, but I got my number six and number one off spinner. And I got my <laughs> opening partner. Everyone else can sort of come and go as they please. Anyway, I understand he has multiple offers, as good cricketers tend to do. That's and I will not hold it against him whatsoever.
2: I think um so Josh mentioned that he did couldn't believe that we brought this up in the podcast, but this is going to be our approach <laughs> to podcasting that it's sort of like a, a Scientologist's version of cricket where we, we just bring every little microaggression we've got against each other up on the podcast. <laughs> that's true. And right. we deal with it right here, right? Mm, it's, it's, it's
1: therapy. It's, it's family, yeah. it's family therapy. Like <laughs> I spend more time with you guys than I do with my real family. So you know like <laughs> Yeah. Seeing as always yeah. come
0: up. I'm gonna grill Jack in a minute, but I do want to talk about this amazing batting partnership that he and I have had. By my count, we've batted together four times. Two of those times have been hundred run partnerships. Two of those times I've hit a personal hundred. Another one of those times I hit 76. And on two at least two of those occasions, Jack has hit fifty plus. So we just have this good fortune. Although I will say that the fourth time, which I haven't mentioned yet, <clears throat> was the last game of last summer for South, and I, I made a golden duck. So
1: I was going to bring that up because yeah. we we haven't batted <laughs> together four times. We've only batted together three times because oh, I was death. batting number three,
2: right, and you right. got a golden
1: duck, and I replaced you. Right, yeah, so was- the only times we batted together, yep. we've had 100 run partnerships three times. One of them might have been like 80 or 90, but it was still a massive partnership. The two times... I know for sure we got hundred. Then there was the other time I was batting three. You had a hundred run partnership with Rohit, who got a fifty. He got oh, out. Right. I came yeah. in, <laughs> I got thirty, and you got a hundred at the other end. Yeah. And then that's more recently for McGregor. So again, why would you play for any other team? I'm not. I'm not in it. <laughs> it's a decent argument.
0: Well, well and I just want to point out as well that Jack recently scored a hundred too from McGregor.
1: My, my first ever.
0: Congrats, mate. Very well well done, done, mate. Thank, Thank you
1: yeah, very, much. very well
0: done. All right. That's a good segue. I want to grill Jack with the tough questions. Mate, I want to know, like, what is your earliest cricketing memory?
1: Uh, it was a good question because I'm from a very non-sporting family. I was definitely the wrong baby at the hospital kind of thing. And I remember my mum saying to my granddad when I was about four that Jack's finally happy. He found a ball much to my parents' horror, who have no interest in sport. And uh, ever since, I've just been in love with cricket. My earliest memory of personal cricket is when I was five, going to south funnily enough down the road and it wasn't even milo into cricket or Kanga cricket it didn't have a, an official name back then it was just the junior saturday morning cricket where they'd put the ball on the tee and you oh, hit right, the yeah, ball nice. and you, you know practice that and the young prodigy that i was when i was six i got told to go play under eights and ever since then i've been a Nuffy. okay you know nice mate
0: has, has batting always been your
1: primary love or a- did you bowl uh, as a junior as well? So friend of the podcast, Mr. Barber, um, saw me bowling off-spin once in the Nets. And so he's really honed in on trying to make me an off-spinner. But padding's always been my first love. Like um, when I was seven and eight, I wanted to be Brett Lee, but mm-hmm. my severe lack of pace kind of killed any dreams.
0: I think I neglected to mention though as well that you do bowl now. And uh Jack's quite a handy bowler. So when I said that, I didn't mean to, to say that you weren't a bowler. Oh, no, no, no. You are, actually. You're an all-rounder, actually, Jack, I would say. That would,
1: that would be my estimate. That would be a very generous description. <laughs> But any game I don't bowl is a win because it means the frontline bowlers have done really well. If I have to bring myself on, something's gone slightly wrong. Yeah, you're buying a wicket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit gets wicked. As is
0: That's how it goes. So what's what's your current involvement? Like, I know you play for a couple of different
1: clubs and the role that you play in those different clubs may vary a little bit yeah it's too much to be honest I'm going to cut it down for summer during the winter every Saturday I played for McGregor yes. and that's a one day comp and a two day comp so you know you played the, the the other seven teams in the division twice once in a one day game which is 40 overs a side and once in a two day game and that's wrapping up this Saturday and we're already finished top so we know we're in the semis and we really should be winning that comp if we play to our ability then every fortnight on a Sunday I I captain the South team that uh, Alex and Mike have played in as well. And that's been really enjoyable because that's the first time I've captained since I was 17. Really easy bunch of guys to captain. No complaints. People just really enjoyable experience. And then the other alternate Sunday when Fat Cats are playing, I was playing a T20 which finished uh, last Sunday um, with us only getting our second win of the season, so that was a rough... Oh, that
0: would be satisfying.
1: Yeah, that was a rough season, and I'm vice-captain in that team and regular captains away sometimes, and I take that over, but that's a real... Like, as much as all the teams we play and try and give everyone a go, that's a real give everyone a go in terms of everyone gets the bowl combined with training on Wednesday nights at South and then Alex and I were doing our challenge last month.
0: Yeah, Um, the the ball-hitting challenge.
1: I got a little bit burnt out, to be honest. Um, I think I was going to do it anyway, with also this summer being predicted to be a scorcher just because the rest of the world's, their northern hemisphere summers have been brutal. Yeah. I think playing only on Saturday, sort of you have a 50% less chance of rocking up on a 36 degree day, mm. but also just to, I found that playing that much cricket, it sort of wasn't the best. In terms of if I didn't do well on Saturday, I'd be like, oh, I got another innings tomorrow, which isn't a great attitude to have. Right. But yeah, as you can probably tell, I'm not a cricket tragic at all.
0: <laughs> no, mate, I love your dedication. Mate, mate tell, tell me about um, when you were growing up. Did you have a favorite international player, like a, a hero or such?
1: Oh, absolutely. It would change. But the big one I remember was Andrew Simons because year seven, uh, 12-year-old Jack, we had one of those projects where it was you got to research someone and then in the hall, you have to set up a little stand and you have to impersonate that person. You have to be that person. And people would do Fred Hollows or, you know, unimportant people like that who <laughs> just you know, fix people's eyesight. And I was Andrew Simons, much to people's amusement. And luckily, I never did. what I really wanted dreadlocks. I really wanted that <laughs> Andrew Simon's hairstyle, and my parents wouldn't allow me. And I'm very grateful for that decision. So there's no, <laughs> there's no embarrassing photos out there of me with a shocking hairdo. But I love the way he batted, even though I'm much more defensive batter than he was. And I love the way he fielded. He's the best fielder I think I've seen. Yeah. Um, him and Rabi Asia are just unbelievable. And Ricky Ponting was always the other one um, hanging in the background. Yeah. But I think Andrew Simons was the one that impacted me the most.
0: Nice. Mate, you mentioned cricket bat. You've got a, uh, a special cricket bat. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I do. I have a very special cricket bat. And long story short, got talking to Rod from Cooper Cricket, who let it slip, that they can make not just the bat itself, the willow, completely custom, but they can do the stickers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that got me thinking, because I was with a friend at the time, and he just wanted his name on it and maybe an elephant or a tiger. He had no idea, but he just thought it was awesome. But I have a dog who I love very, very much, Um And that got me thinking about all kinds of possibilities. And I like having little projects. And I got talking to family and they all for people not interested in cricket, they love the idea of artwork on a cricket bat. Mm-hmm. Couldn't care less about the bat itself, or you know, yeah. if I made a golden duck every innings, or <laughs> anything like that, but had all these fantastic ideas. My mum put me in touch with an artist in the area, and then when I got in touch with her, she absolutely loved the idea. I couldn't believe she doesn't know anything about cricket but she was sick of sort of getting the same projects again and again and again and Mm -hmm. so the idea of you know i gave her the dimensions of a cricket bat sticker and then she had all these ideas of sort of brisbaneizing it because cooper is in brisbane and so ended up with this it has gone very well i've batted with it four times i made a 100 made a 50. Nice. nice And 20 not out, we won't talk about what happened on Sunday, but strike rate of 200.
0: I think this is a, cu- a cool story about your bat. And um, you first showed it to me when we were at the Nets the other day, and I felt immediate envy. And I actually, there was a bit of chat in the Fat Cats, actually. And it was while we were playing the game, I was standing at slip, and I can't remember who I was talking to, but I started talking about Jack's bat. And, and how it was cool and then there was this bit of a running joke going about how um Fredo should get a personalized bat with personalized stickers but his bat is just going to say toe all the way down his bat because he's <laughs> famous cool. for like he'll hit a six but then he'll be like oh you'll miss hit that one mate come right off the toe so, <laughs>
2: it's
0: a bit of a, so your idea is like it's uh it's, it's spread around a bit it's created a little bit of chat and i would love to do something similar now that i've seen your example um i feel like yeah. there is a you know, there's heaps of scope there. It's not something that's done very often, I feel like.
1: No, no. it's definitely, I've been blown away, but I've only had overwhelmingly positive reactions to it. Yeah. Like all these people coming up and asking about it and then wanting to know if the dog's still alive. That's their biggest fear, is it's a tribute to a <laughs> dead dog. But
2: also, it's it been... take? Have you seen my dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry jack <laughs> no no
1: <laughs> but i'm also blown away by so many people see because it is custom in the custom sense of the willow itself even if you take the stickers off it it's a totally different shape to most people bats yeah and so many people see the shape and come over and want to pick it up and guess how heavy it is and yeah go how thick the shoulders are and how thick the toe is and then i'm like oh look at the stickers and then they look at the stickers and they go wow and i'm like how can you not See these bright pink and purple stickers but uh some some people well it is a heavy one how heavy is your bat it's 214
0: 214 who do you know bats with the bat that's 214 I, I you're a bigger man than me i wouldn't i wouldn't dare to venture into those weight ranges
1: well it's it's great you just got to time it you don't have to put any effort in yeah and if you have the wood distributed through again, how long have you got? I can talk for hours about dead weight is irrelevant. It's where the wood is. And, yeah. you know, if you have a, t- a sort of Indian subcontinental style bat with all the wood down the bottom, even yeah. if it's two pounds seven, it'll feel heavier than my bat just because yeah. the weight further away from your hands. You do feel lot point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. About weight distribution and pickup
1: in bats. So, and, you know, I've had some people guess. Uh, the best one was, uh, two pounds eight. Yeah. From a coach at South.
0: Well, I think when I picked it up, I didn't think it was that heavy, but what prompted me to ask you the question about the weight was the thickness of the shoulders on it. The shoulders look quite thick, and that's what mm. – it, it wasn't the pickup that prompted me to ask you that question. It was more the look of the bat, and I was like, oh, these shoulders are pretty thick. I wonder how heavy it is. Yeah. All
2: right, boys. Good effort.
0: Yeah. yeah. Jack, thanks for coming on and chatting with us tonight. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you brought in your cricket bat because it's awesome. I want to get stickers for my bat. We're going to start a movement of customized
2: cricket bat stickers. I'm not going to do the custom stickers, sorry. I, I like his custom stickers, but I'm going to still say standard. <laughs> Alex is like,
1: he doesn't want I'm trying to start another... a movement,
2: and you've just checked out immediately. You're like,
1: no, nah, I'm out of that, mate. That's a terrible
0: idea. <laughs> he doesn't want it's another a...
1: reason to get sledged by
2: the opposition. He's got <laughs> so, enough reasons. It's a bit like uh, personalized number plates for me. You know, like, uh, yeah, okay. I can. <laughs> you take that back right now. That is crossing a line. <laughs> Shots fired.
1: You can't get a picture of your dog on your
2: car (laughs) or on your number (laughs) plate. It's true. It's true. All right, lads. Have a good one. Yeah,
0: have a great week. We'll chat to you later.
2: Bye.